You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. This is the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about, and some you haven't. How'd you do that? Actually, I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, Daily Ticker time here on a Thursday NBA trade deadline day. And let's find out more about what's going on with the Blazers with our good friend Sean Hyken, now a recurring guest on the show because he's that good and he's only on like two hours of sleep. So uh, we appreciate him waking up early for us. At Hyken on Twitter, go give him a follow and subscribe to the Rose Garden Report and the, for the newsletter and the podcast. Uh, Sean, good morning to you, man. Hart uh, gets traded. The the initial reaction, uh, what it means, and how Blazer fans should be feeling. Cam Reddish, a couple of uh, players for the back end of the bench, and a potential future first round pick coming back in return. It was a pretty interesting scene at the arena last night. They were just kind of going through layup lines, kind of normally, like the uh, you know you know like just like teams do before every game I, I, before they played the Warriors last night, and like suddenly Josh Hart like goes over to the bench. I I kind of I'm, I'm sitting up on media row with a couple of folks, and we someone you know taps me on the shoulders like, hey, something might be up down there. And so you know you look down, Josh Hart just like uh, leaves the layup line, walks over to the bench, is like giving Dame a hug, and then all of the players just kind of slowly go over and look at. They, they go over to the Blazers' head of security and start looking at his phone, and then right around that time, the Woj tweet comes in. So, like, I'm not sure I've ever seen a player literally get pulled off the floor 10 minutes before a game tips off because he's getting traded when he was supposed to start in that game. And then, uh, like, a couple minutes later, I see one of the Blazers' PR guys walk over to the scorer's table and presumably just, like, tell Mark Mason, the PA guy, that, hey, uh, Josh Hart is not in the starting lineup anymore. Gary Payton is in the starting lineup. So, a little bit of a weird scene last night, but as far as the trade itself, I would say probably don't judge anything one way or the other until you see what else the Blazers do in the next, what is it, what, four and a half hours until noon, until a deadline. Uh, this one, just on its own, I think the reaction nationally from what I've, you know, people I've talked to and what I've seen from out of market is that the Blazers did pretty well getting a first-round pick for a guy that they, in all likelihood, weren't going to be able to re-sign anyway and that everybody kind of knew was going to get. Like, like, if you had asked me a week ago, which is the Blazers that player that you you know are the most confident is going to get traded, I would have said Josh Hart. Like, everybody knew he was going to be gone, and they somehow still got a first-round pick. Now it's a heavily protected first-round pick, I believe, if it's not in the lottery this year. And the Knicks, I think at the very least, are going to be a playoff team in the East. So, uh, you know, it's probably not. It's, it, it, in all likelihood, it's probably four second-round picks is what it turns into. But I also don't think that that pick is still 
going to be in the Blazers' possession in the next five hours. I think that they're going to probably use that pick to do something else, re-read it to a third team, get another player. Because I, from everything I know, the Blazers, in, in any move that they're trying to make this year, they're not looking to do what they did last year and take a step back and play for the lottery and get a bunch of picks and then try to stockpile young players. They're still looking for players because they're trying to compete for the playoffs. And, you know, you know, you know with, with Dane playing as well as he is, they're trying to be in the mix. And so I would expect that the pick that they got is going to end up getting rerouted and used in another deal b- between now and uh, noon today. And then, as far as the Cam Reddish part of it, uh, you know, he has obviously former lottery pick has not really panned out in Atlanta or New York, but I guess they feel like he still has some upside. He's going to be a restricted free agent this summer. So, you know, if, if he does put it together finally and have a good second half of the season for Portland, they have the ability to keep him. But it's basically a free look at a prospect and you've got a first round pick that you can use and another deal to get something else before the deadline is, is kind of the way that I, I would imagine it would be spun positively for the Blazers. But you can't really evaluate it fully until you see what else they do before the deadline. Uh, you know, Sean, I, I think, you know, you watch Phoenix get Kevin Durant, and this happens obviously after the Blazers trade. And, it, and I, it's not that I think most Blazer fans are smart enough, not that they expected a Kevin Durant but I think you see that. You see a Western Conference team saying, okay, well, we've got these young players who we drafted and we've developed. Bridges is a really good player. And they don't care. Bye-bye. We'll do what it takes to win. And I think a lot of fans in this city, and I, I only say this because I'm a fan, I think a lot of people, Sean, want to do what they can with Dame. And I said this in the last segment. I, I think they're going to make a trade today. If it's not the big swing one, I'd expect that in the summer because of Dame's timeline. What, though, today... If you agree with the 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 assumption that they'll make another trade today, what is what are we kind of looking at here? In your opinion, it, it some of this might be spitballing by you, but Vanderbilt was rumored to come here. He's gone. He's to the Lakers. What kind of trade would you expect, or do you expect, if the Blazers make one today? Like, who are we thinking with this? I would expect that they do something with Nurkic. I don't know what or where. I've heard a few names thrown around as far as other centers that they could look to target. They're just kind of guesses at this point, not anything I necessarily want to go on the record with. And it's not as solid as it maybe should be for me to do something like that. But I think that's kind of still what they're looking at. And this is also why I say that getting that first round pick from the Knicks and the Josh Hart trade makes it a lot easier to move Nurkic's contract because you can say, Hey, we'll throw, we'll give you this first round pick that, you know, you don't like it's going to be two second rounders, but that's some new, some extra draft. Or basically, give give a team an incentive to take that contract. I think if I had to guess, that's something that uh, he that that they're, they'll probably be looking at more than anything else. And then you know, you 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 look up and down the roster. There are, there are other guys like Justice Winslow is kind of in the same situation at a lot lower money as Josh Hart was. Where I don't know if they're going to be able to resign him this summer, so they may look to get something for him. Uh, and, you know, by the way, from what I know, Justice Winslow was the salary that was going to be involved in that Jared Vanderbilt trade if that had gone through with Utah. But uh, I think it's I think I think the most likely next guy to fall to, to get moved is probably Yusuf Nurkic. That would be just my guess at this point, just knowing what I know about their you know goal to upgrade that spot and just kind of you know what having this pick would allow them to do as far as getting off his contract that that that's kind of what i would guess that they're looking to do now we'll see if they're 
successful in that in the next four and a half hours. But that's, I think that I think that's probably what their priority number one is right now. Now that the Josh Hart piece of it has been taken care of. I think Blazer fans have welcomed that news with open arms. We're talking with Sean Hyken of the Rose Garden Report, rosegardenreport.com for the podcast uh, and the newsletter, at Hyken on Twitter. Go give him a follow. He's also a, a family member of ours here at the Team Odyssey, so you can check his podcast on the Odyssey app as well. Um, you know, Sean, I Blazer fans are in a weird spot right now because it kind of as you guys were just mentioning, I – there's a lot of folks that are frustrated. They're tired. They are are sick of these around the edges moves. Like, okay, you got another asset for an asset that was going to leave. Like, sure, on the surface, that's a good deal, but it does nothing to change the grand outlook of, of the organization. And a lot of people have their pitchforks out, ready to go at Joe Cronin and saying, "What are we like? What are we doing here? It's another wasted season. Another year of Dame's prime. He's having one of the best years of his career. Why is more not getting done?" I tend to be in the belief of it's a little unfair. Like, the guy's been in the job for basically a year, you know, took over sometime last December. Um, and it's, it's kind of a lofty thing to say, hey, in one year, turn us into a title contender. Is where, where are you at on Joe? And I know we had you on, was it, you know, earlier this week, last week? It's all a blur at this point. But you mentioned the thought you think eventually there will be that all-in trade. I'm just curious your thoughts on the all-in move, when it could potentially come, and the job that Joe Cronin is doing right now. I would say that the all-in move, and I, I, I do not know what the all-in move is going to be. I've been racking my brain trying to figure that out. I kind of, I think obviously the pie in the sky thing would have been, let's say, you know, we get to the summer and Kevin Durant asks out of Brooklyn again, and then you, you know, do you put like Anthony Simons, Shaden Sharp, and all the picks on the table for Kevin Durant? That's obviously off the table now. And I've already, by the way, seen some tweets from Blazer fans saying like, "Oh, why couldn't we have gotten in on Durant?" From what I understand. The Nets did not negotiate with a bunch of different teams. Durant and Rich Kleiman went to Joe Sy and Sean Marks and said, we want to get to Phoenix, and they negotiated with Phoenix. I don't think other teams had the opportunity to even get into a bidding with that. And, you know, Brooklyn got a pretty good package from Phoenix. So that one I don't think was really a realistic option in any way to begin with for any team besides Phoenix. But I, I think that the all-in move is probably going to happen if it happens. Like, I think the latest it could happen and really you, you, the organization being able to credibly say, hey, we're still you know building on Dane's timeline. We're trying to maximize. And the latest it could happen would be a year from now at next year's deadline. But I think the most likely is probably this summer, especially like if they make the playoffs, then they get off of that Chicago pick and then they can use all their picks going forward to trade for – Whoever that may be, that's kind of where I would say that's at at this point. Would you, if Toronto doesn't get what they're looking for, and I know Memphis has so much draft capital and they're probably a more likely team, and Portland's not even been rumored with the OG stuff since the the draft happened, but like if Toronto's calling and says, yo, we've got this deal, but we really like Shaden and what his future could be. And Toronto, I don't know what to make of them. They make a buying move yesterday, so I don't. maybe they're not sellers at all. Is is a Shaden trade in season? Like, would that surprise you today if you found out the Blazers traded Shaden with some spare parts and some other stuff to make it work and got OG? That would surprise me a little bit. I don't think anyone besides Dane is totally untouchable as far as trade discussions. I think theoretically anybody could be had. There are certain guys that you would have to blow them away to get, and I would say that Shaden Sharp is in that category along with Anthony Simons and Jeremy Grant. Those are the other two. But I would say... I think they would view, if you're talking about Raptors guys, the idea of giving up Shade and Sharp or, you know, multiple first rounders, I think the guy that they would view as worth that would be Pascal Siakam and not OG Ananobi. So, uh, hmm. 
I, I, I don't. Uh, I, 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 I would be surprised if that happened today, and I hadn't heard that they were in this okay. past week. I know they pursued him heavily going into last uh, draft in June, and that got to the point where, like, they, like, they were talking about it up to basically up to the point where they made the decision to just keep the pick and take Shaden Sharp number seven overall. But I, I have not heard that they're in on him. But again, I also didn't think Kevin Durant would be traded until about eleven <laughs> fifteen last night. So you know, I, 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 I know nothing when yeah. it comes to this kind of stuff. It complicates the all-in. The fans clamoring for an all-in move, and you're like, all right, well, it's a nice little trade. You got more future assets, and then you see Durant get traded, and you're like, are you kidding me? Damn it, Phoenix, here we go again. Sean Hyken, RoseGardenReport.com, the Rose Garden Report newsletter and the podcast. Give him a follow on Twitter, at Hyken. Hopefully you can get a little bit more sleep. Thanks for waking up for us early in the morning, <laughs> and have, have a fun NBA trade deadline day, man. We always appreciate it. Yeah, good to talk to you guys. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com.